Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I am your engineer, producer, and host, Sean Lewis. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is part three of three, the last in the trilogy from the Santa Monica Pier at the Santa Monica Car Show. All week we've been doing these episodes, so if you haven't heard part one and two, go back and check those out. Today we have some more sit-down, in-depth interviews with some special characters. So, without further ado, enjoy. Okay, guys. All right. All right. Don't touch anything. All right? <laughs> okay. Fucking hey, bro. Oh, Jesus Christ. I asked him about a woman and he starts getting tense. <sighs> so, yeah. Steve, why don't you introduce us to uh, you? Oh, so we had one gentleman come up with a, what is that, a plaid? What is that? Plaid flannel? Who's this guy, Steve? This, this gentleman is uh, uh, a gentleman that I met through Charlie Chacon, oh. who's uh, really taking a position with his partner, who's an editor, and they're helping move along getting... Um, uh, some storyline stuff and all the footage together and uh, just trying to organize all the footage of what we got. That, they've been reviewing everything Excellent. and then hopefully stepping over to Wait. like work with you and collectively to make sure that we're storyline and everything makes sense and, and exactly, exactly adds up to the shot. The, exactly. Wait, the Westlow's the West documentary. Westlow's documentary. Yeah. Thank you. And, and there's a long story, uh, you know. Uh, I want to introduce Jesse on. Okay, Jesse. Jesse. Welcome yeah. to the show. Jesse. You're oh, Frankie. Frankie, excuse me. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at this yeah, guy. Must be Jesse. Yeah, he's like, is that Jesse? Fra- you know uh, what? It's now, Frankie. It's all but, so, so that we're clear, too. Frankie is Oscar De La, De La Torre's uh, nephew. Co- nephew? Yeah. Uh, okay, so they're related, man. Uh, and Oscar had mentioned him before. Charlie has been telling me. Right. Just a lot of good things about him. So we were supposed to try and meet, I think, like a week prior. I finally got to meet and catch up with him this Wednesday. And we sat down for about an hour and a half with right. Charlie, right. footage. Right. Who's your partner? Editor? Uh, his name is Garrick. Garrick Stoner. Garrick Stoner. Yeah, his Stoner. family, actually. I didn't even know this, but when we were meeting... Stoner Park is named after his family's last name. Wow, and you know what's interesting? We've known people that have walked around Stoner Park with uh, just armed with a uh, screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, yeah, we have. So. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so it was It was interesting. Uh, I think that we've done, that me and you have gone through a lot of different stuff in working with this documentary. Oh, yeah. And it was interesting because I was coming and I was sitting down and I felt like, uh, for the first time, somebody was talking to me about the same film that I was seeing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was good. And then I was like, we talked about a lot of different things, and I was like, all right, man, I, I can't wait to get him and Chumahan together in the same room right. and uh, introduce these guys. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be at the, th- at the the pier. And I'm like, perfect, dude. I'll get to you. Right. So when I, saw, when I saw you around today, Frank, I was like, hey. 
So, Why don't you get you on, bro? Why don't you come talk and meet? And that's that's what we've got going on right now. With, great. So, Frankie, uh, so do you got your partners with an editor, uh, and what kind of company are you guys? What do you do? Yeah. So, uh, Garrick is Garrick has his own production company. Um, I, I don't remember the name of his production company, but he works a lot with the youth center, the Pico Youth and Family sure, Center. Sure, sure. And so he and I and Alex, the executive director, have been working on uh, outlining a film fellowship for the youth center, for the kids there. Okay. And uh, the way I got connected to Westlos the Doc is Alex was talking to us about the project and about Charlie and uh, needing some help with some little structural kind of things yeah. and reviewing the footage because... From my understanding, you guys have been filming for the past six years. Right. Um, I even remember I was in college in New York like six, seven years ago, and I saw the Kickstarter for Westlos, the documentary. Yeah. And I saw the trailer at the time, and I was so angry because I was like, son of a bitch, this guy got this idea before I could get it. I'm so jealous. Right. And uh, I donated like I think 10 or 20 bucks that I really didn't have to that the Kickstarter. Put it, put it over the top. Yeah, it was more than uh, what I was in the pot at the time, I think. But, um, you know, six years forward, you know, uh, Charlie Chacon walks in the door and uh, we're just chatting up as filmmakers. And, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, you're Westlos the documentary. And I was like, dude, this is full circle kind of universe, you know, keeping a divine appointment kind of shit. This is awesome. Right. Uh, and so we talked a little bit, you know, I, I own a production company called Good Omen Pictures. Good Omen. Good Omen. Which is what this is, is a good omen, no? Yeah, yeah, that's the way I, th I think of it, definitely. Right. And uh, so we produce a lot of TV, a lot of movies, narratives mostly, um, and music videos. We also help small businesses kind of uh, make promotional videos and, and kind of brand strategize. To Some content mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, sure, we've right. got that wing, but we mostly do a lot of narrative stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on, the fruit for Mr. and oh, Mrs. Earbuds, the fruit's coming. Which one's the vegan? Is this the vegan? All right, good. Another vegan? Okay. Nice, you guys doing this vegan, huh? Yeah, I've been vegan ever since I got married. I'm just nice. vegetarian. This guy likes right. beef right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> go on, go on. Um, but so anyway, we just LLC'd Good Omen a few months ago. And we premiered our, our narrative debut at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood, the TCL. Mm -hmm. nice, um, nice. Yeah, it was it was a great That's reception. What, uh, what did you go to school for in New York? Acting. Acting. Yeah. Right. So I'm an actor, man. What I, are you? Are you like a method guy? Like you walk <laughs> around and uh, I mean, like so I've got I've got a lot of classical training under my belt. Um, I went to Can a Can I get a glass of ice water, please? Thank you. I went to an arts high school in East LA. So I grew up out here, right? Right. right. Edison, John Adams, everybody right. goes to Samo. Right. I was doing theater since I was five years old. So right. uh, my mom found this this conservatory high school in East Los called LOXA. Yeah. Los Angeles County High School for the mm -hmm. Arts. I auditioned, got in. Is it true you were in Dangerous Minds? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was a really good training. And then from there, you know, did some stuff at CalArts and then went to New York uh, to the new school for drama. Right. For a little bit. And, and did you do a lot of theater, man? Oh, dude, that's that is the core of what where I started. Like, like the Iceman Comet oh, and dude. shit like that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great play. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or Death of a Ice Salesman. Did you yeah, do that? Dude, Willie Loman? Uh, yeah, Willie Loman. Uh, Ibsen plays a lot of Chekhov. Chekhov. I love yeah, oh Chekhov. Oh, my God. Brother. You know, that's Seagull, Cherry Orchard, right. um, Enemy of the People. What about Ibsen. that weird play, Waiting for Godot? Did oh, you ever do that? Oh, my goodness. What? I cannot escape this play, man. So, 
Check it out. I'm writing a feature right now. It's a heist, and it's pulling directly from themes of Waiting for Godot. It's very absurdist. It's very, like, you know, cavalry is not coming, so you may as well make your decision and live life now. Right. Don't wait for God to come, because guess right. what? Guess what? He's not showing up. Right. Um, but that's so funny that you mentioned that, because I've been talking about it for the past month, and every time I meet someone new, this absurdist Waiting for Godot comes up, and I'm like, God, I, this is a... This is a sign, man. I it's a keep, good omen. I got It's a good omen. Yeah, right I got to keep riding this sucker. Uh, so I've been making moves on that. Uh, the production company just uh, we just wrapped on the last two shorts. Uh, we just filmed another music video. We're going into pre-production soon for our first feature film uh, that we're going to shoot in December. What's then, it about? What's the feature? It's a horror film. Well, it's yeah. more of a thriller. Okay. Um, what is it? I had to think about like body snatchers. I love it. You know what I mean? So it's about a guy who uh, is a bit of a loner, a painter. Um, right. Kind of like you, Julio. There right, you go. go <laughs> but he's, uh, he starts to notice things outside of his apartment window. His community kind of changing a little bit. Starts right. real slow, but then it kind of gradually, like, things aren't what they seem. Right. Um, and oh, so shit. it's a real suspense kind of thing. The way we're going to shoot it is we're getting closer and closer through each shot so at the very end you get this real claustrophobic feel and I won't reveal the ending don't um, please don't but so yeah we're, we're really excited like to get that going people on meth are gonna love Dude, that exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh that's that's definitely gonna be something that um we're, we're really excited to, to produce and, and have come out you know well Frankie now that you're sitting here and, and you've given us your bona fides I think it is time for Steve to introduce the other illustrious artist that we have here at the table, right? Gentleman is uh, a man of many traits. Uh, so just so you and know, I've known, and I've known Julio now probably about maybe thirteen years, somewhere around there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Steve's mm -hmm. juggling a vegan burger and his mm -hmm. headphones. Has uh, me an apple. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty much, mm -hmm. almost from the start. Yeah, and um, Julio to the show. Julio, Julio. Yeah, he's a Julio's a soft spoken man. Obviously, the strong silent type. Yeah, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Lucky. I'm usually giving this guy money. You know, I'm usually handing him over, writing him a check. There's not very many people that actually get money from Steve. Steve's usually the one getting the money. Yes, and he had incredible, incredible, incredible auto body business, man. Like, next level, man. Right, and, that, and, and was that when you had that giant silver truck? Oh, yeah. I bet when you were driving that, you had all kinds of needs for a little Every auto minute, body. Every a little, little bump, or a little this, or a little that. Uh, yeah. The Jaguar, the did white ever, Jaguar. Did he ever bring you uh, any, uh, the yeah, truck? Yeah, the white, with, the white Jaguar. The white Jaguar. What was yeah, the white definitely. Jaguar? I had a white Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, What yeah, were yeah. you doing? Yeah, bro. with the fucking leather cream interior and the sunroof. That was nice, man. Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Uh, the year of the Jaguar was like a 94 or 2004. I see, that's how I fucked up. No, it was newer than that. Mm. Was it like a 2005 or so? so yeah, yeah, 2005. Can you even fit in a Jaguar? <laughs> Hell yeah. No, it was the... The, the, the one, the, the, the medium-sized kind. Okay. Yeah, Not a little two-seater. I, I just figured you like driving around in a Jaguar with like a blonde chick and hair. Yeah, it's a white, it's a white Jaguar with a cream interior. Mulholland Motorsports. What is it? 
Mulholland Motorsports. Motorsports. And they were right, like the higher yeah, corner. So you used to be on Sherborne and, Sherborne and Pico, Pico yeah, right? Yeah. And then what, did you move? I moved to Newberry Park a year okay. ago. It's been See, a year. He lives July. right there. He's half a block from you. Yeah, right? You ever see like a guy walking a kind of an orange dog with a slumped shoulders getting ready to beat up a homeless guy? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And he used to do stealth work, like high-level shit, you know? So I was bringing my rides over there, and I turned on a good Kevin Bish. I was right, telling them about right. Kevin, yeah, Bish. I remember Kevin. Kevin Bish. I had him bring over his Monte Carlo. Was it Monte Carlo, right? Yeah, I think so, right? And uh, he hooked it all up, dude. Yeah, yeah. He got that thing tight for Kevin Bish. Yeah, but then Schwartz told us that you guys had the Julio connection, and then Schwartz goes, yeah, this guy's got art shows and shit like mm. that going on, right? So as we meet up with Schwartz, he starts to tell me, now Julio's this incredible contemporary artist, sculptor. Right, right. I'm like, us in. And, and you're doing it with a medium with, like, Automotive, automotive paint. paint. Like, yeah. what the? What's going on, Julio? What's yeah, happened? Come on, Julio. What happened? Let what's it out. Sculpting cars, man. I, yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? What yeah. happened? Well, I, you know, I got tired of directing how the cars should be done. I wanted to be involved in it, in the process mm -hmm. of painting the cars myself. Mm. But so I started practicing on panels, metal panels, the panels that you guys saw. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, uh, oh, blue eyes just hit me because there's a chick with really big knockers back there. He wanted me to look, and I had confirmed those okay. are big knockers. Right. Keep going. Oh, Sorry, Julio. No, so eventually, I was like, what if I could do the art that I used to do post high school? You know, when I wanted, when I was an artist but mm -hmm. I got married very young so I had to put that on hold. aside so, yeah so I started doing my art on the panels and just putting them away in my office and stacking them up mm -hmm. so what kind of art exactly like what uh, what, what kind of inspired mm -hmm. you to just pretty much at abstract art and yeah. uh, you know art dealing with the Subconscious. Yeah, yeah, look at this dude. Tell me he's not a Dada or like an absurdist, like some kind of avant-garde. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Isn't that right? Am I oh, wrong? Yeah. Did you go to CalArts? No. No, I got I got married too young, man. I, nah, he was living life, bro. Yeah. He wasn't, yeah, he he wasn't, wasn't in that you know what, guys, I can tell you guys this right now. I'm going to say this right now. Now, now, Schwartz may know him in even longer period, but I can tell you from the time I've known him, there was a business Julio. Like before all this, with the the fuck that out took of care here. of me with the car, dude. A business and that was here. like father, business, husband type guy. Was his hair like that? No, he what? didn't dress like this, bro. Dude, he looks like he, he just surfed like in off a punk rock fucking <laughs> beach video. He didn't dress like this or oh, look like this. Oh yeah. And what, what I'm thinking is that this guy really was like this. He had to tuck that off, put that away, because he needed to show up right with right. his profession and his business all that mm -hmm. and now you've had the opportunity to, be to start pulling it back right and be you and yeah. incorporate and make it all work yeah. are you sure or was it like you just took a real hey, heavy hey, hit of acid hey, 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 hey. <laughs> he's sure with what I said right. positive he's you didn't do any right shrooms right. is that true <laughs> of course yeah I haven't been shrooms <laughs> I'm looking at his art right now that's that's definitely some right. shroom work no, right there, you know? that's beautiful right? yeah. that's beautiful uh, look at this thank you man. yeah you know, I've been sober for all my paintings. Wow. Oh, no way. Yeah, oh. not, not even stoned. I get stoned after. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know right. why. I, it's all this shit in my head. Oh, I thought so, you meant you were sober sober. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I wasn't, well, I wasn't high right. while I painted. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 the process. Yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. the process. I, I don't know why. It's yeah. Just, the Holy Ghost and, entered you know, and... Uh, mostly because I'm working... 
like painting cars and working on my art at the same time and doing different projects at the same time doing my art. Now, have you so tried getting have. fucked up and doing it? Yeah, on the weekends. Okay. All right. <laughs> how, does it, how does that come out? I don't know. Just, Is your work better when you're... I think it's sober? better when I'm sober because right. I'm just downloading yeah. the images from my head type mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. shit. Where did on. the images come from, brother? Just all, all kinds of shit. My ADD growing up, shit I witnessed, and, you know, stains on the ground. Oh, yeah, the weird it. shit that I see. And yep. then, does it stick with you? Like when you see something interesting, like a weird stain on the ground or shit? Does shape? it permeate your memory or what? Yeah, yeah. One, one of my paintings was a. I'm trying to show you what it, what's between me and the painting type mm. of thing. What do you mean by that? that Explain that, bro. Yeah. What 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 does an artist see as he's painting is completely different than what you see. Right. right. So you know, there's, there's that window in between. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what's going on, so, like in your mind or your in your spirit or whatever? Like, what do you think is going on in that window? It just, it just depends on the paint painting wait, 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 back on, up a minute Julio <laughs> you said that you paint your painting what's between you and the image or what just certain objects that I see or images that I that I try to I see in my mind and then I paint it and I'm trying to show it from my perspective right 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 the way you worded it sounded cr- I've never heard he's, that he's before, conveying so. he's conveying a feeling and the medium he's using yeah, happens exactly. to be paint yeah. But what what do you take art to actually be then, Julia? Like, what is your feeling that it is? And I know it's real hip to be like, well, it's whatever you make of it, man. No, no. But I mean, for you, what do you? It, for me, it's instinctual. It, it comes it comes from the gut. Like, you know, even while I'm working on it, it's like, like Brian's seen me. Not many people have seen me when I work on my art. Schwartz, what what, what is he, what do you see? Does he get like naked and just flames? <laughs> yeah, is he like doctor? <laughs> yeah, like does he like have a samurai sword or does he cut himself and bleed on the thing? What does he do? Focused. Focused. Just all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do, you, do you listen to music while you work? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, we play music at the shop. What do you listen to? Like what's your thing? All from 60s, The Doors. Mm. You know. Do you ever get obsessed with a song? Sometimes, not not often though. It's Do you ever get obsessed with a color? Like, didn't like Van Gogh go through like a blue period or whatever? Or no, that was yeah, yeah. Chumahan yeah, wants to tell him, yeah, I fucking listen to Sex Pistols. I got a butt plug. In me. <laughs> <laughs> I put uh, some firecrackers yeah, dude, and put it in like my mouth. Crazy no, no, no. <laughs> I just want to know his process, man. I, was, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I mean, just just it's just all random for me. I don't I don't have a process. There's times I'll have my pa- but not only that, I have to prep my panels like I'm prepping a car. I, I sand them down, then I primer them, then I paint them, then I clear it. Then I can start my work, and that's like two weeks later. So it takes a long time. I think he's asking, what do the voices tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what are they the telling voice? you to do? It's not really voices, more like images. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. They're not telling me like... No, I, 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 I it, I'm a firm believer in exactly when you say that you're getting like what he's saying he's getting the images that's what i get i get i get the thing and we've talked about on the show i get the product or the thing finished at its at at its peak at its pinnacle right don't you i get a flash of it yeah don't you see it the process in your mind before you even finish it of course that's what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, i see it and i just work Towards what I've already seen, because if I see it in my head, yeah. then it's real. It yeah, can be yeah. done. Can if I, I get see another it. If I don't see it, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. People go, man, you can I'm sell fucking too. ice cubes and Eskimos, and I go, no, man, I've never sold a fucking thing in my life. I've simply shared things with people. That's what great salesmen say. Well, I, I, maybe, but 
uh, it's definitely, like you said, man, I, I see it already done. And I, I can see it in different stages as well. Right. What I want to do. But then I changed my mind a lot, so it, mm -hmm. it always just evolves. My artwork is always evolving. If you, if you see where I started and where I'm at, it's, it's all the same. How much is a piece style. of your artwork go for? Roughly, uh, give me an average, hey, on. I'm just, I hey, don't know wait, you. Wait, wait, Schwartz, and I'm uh, do you have any say on this? Because I want to make sure that we're not underselling Julio, right? At multiply it by and 10. And I'm just asking for a rough, so we know a ballpark. Because I heard you're a little, you're like, the, you know, it costs money to fuck Julio. <laughs> What? What was that? Okay, so 50K. 5, 50 5 to 25K. Well, oh. listen, now that oh. he's on the show, it's 50K. 50K, man. Easy, <laughs> right? Valley okay. just went way up. Okay. It's fucking prices. <laughs> okay. All right, good. No, it's no, true, no, though, no. because half the art, first of all, the whole, like, making the art is one thing, and then the marketing of art is a completely separate thing. And sometimes there's a rationale to it. Sometimes there isn't. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't market my art. I just right. I wanted to learn how to paint cars. You know, right. And, and then that, that that was the bottom line. So it started from that. From that. From that. And I just would just stack them up in my office. And then after a while, I started welding my own frames, like aluminum frame, and then you know hanging them on the wall, and making my own bracket for them, like fabricating my own bracket for the paintings. And, and let me ask you this, you know, there must have come a point in time where you were doing the business side of dealing with the cars and your business and all that kind of stuff. And, and I've talked to other dudes that done custom cars and all those other things. And there's a little bit like, <clears throat> like, I think Gabby Chacon was talking about this, where he was saying like, you know, there's some things that aren't going to work. And I try to tell that to the client, but the client's like, no, 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 it's going to be fucking pink polka dots all the way, baby. Yeah. So when you're an artist and you got to take direction from the client, yeah. but you're also an artist, was there any time that you started to feel kind of like a, I mean, what did you feel? Was there a frustration level sometimes or? I just simply say, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I show them my, my sample and this is what we're going to do. And what do you think now? Keep the artistic integrity. Well, yeah, because not only that, I'm doing it for him, too. You know, right. When, when he I, doesn't know what he wants. Yeah, when I restore someone's cars lately, like, I sign them. People want me to sign their cars. So I, I give them the best I can do for what I do. Does it make you uncomfortable to think of yourself and say out loud that, no, actually, I am an artist? Does it make you uncomfortable? Well... Not really, not really. Back in the day, then I was and like, uh, my friend Mike called me a um, closet artist. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, oh my god. Yeah, because, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> listen, that's Freudian. Yeah, right that, there, was yeah. A, that was psychological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I was in two worlds, right? I'm mm -hmm. in my artist in world, July. and I'm trying to keep a roof over my family's head by right. by doing the body shop stuff at the right. same right. time. Right. So yeah, but now it's, you know it's different now. I'm all about my art, and I, for the most I part, I think art is we're, we're we're born. We're not made. I don't think you can make artists. I think we're born artists. People, Do you think not, not artists, but creative people, not right, just like right, painters, right, or right, just right. creatives. I agree. I agree. Come, we're all artists, but different. Mm -hmm. Why is children's art so compelling, even though it's not maybe always technically great? But I look at children's like drawing sometimes, some of the simplest ones, and it's super compelling. Why? Because they're innocent, and it's it's uh, it's it's real. Kids don't know any other. You know, their their mind is fresh. 
so there's no examples. Nobody like they haven't gone to school to be be this way as an artist. You just do it yourself. It hasn't gotten contaminated yet. Exactly. And well, as you grow older, it's interesting. I, I know you're looking for the one reason. What's the one reason or word? But I understand what you're saying when you're captivated. Like so much is said, and it ain't correct. Right. And the colors ain't, and it doesn't align. Right. But it should go on the cover of Time magazine. But it might say more than a technically accurate image man. Yeah. Well, it's because it's it's, it's unfiltered. Like they're, they're communicating. I think they're closer to the creator. Yeah. So I think their communication, the way that they communicate. Still I think writing is probably the last form of their communication they're trying to do. Yeah, it's colors. We all started yeah. with colors. Yeah. From the caveman days, we started with colors. Get him, Chumon. Yeah. No, I don't have a thing to say about it. I'm really trying to okay, open up. man. I'm really trying start to. Start backing down. I'm trying to open up a real art discussion because I'm always fascinated by it because, you know, I mean, you know, I'll tell you why. Because maybe in like the caveman days, right, there hadn't been built up such a history and literature about art yet, right? Nobody knew. So like when you're back there, it's whatever it is, right? right? And you might, might even call it art because it might not have been in that. And now we live in a society right now where the artist is mystified a little bit and there's yeah. all these preconceptions about like, well, these are these moods and this is what this person does and these are the theories. And then you have art theory. Yeah, yeah, it's all theory. And it's color theory, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm always curious to talk to people who actually do art, especially if they've maybe come at it from a different angle, right? Maybe it was put on hold for a minute. Yeah. And then you come out a different angle. And also because I think about art a lot deeply, deeply, deeply about advertising. Mm. Because on the one hand, I'm like, ah, they sold out to the man. But at the same time, they put together some kind of design that seems to be doing something. What are your thoughts about commercial art? Well, I don't know. It just, I don't. I really don't have an opinion. I don't even think about that. Like, really? Yeah. Like, what do you mean commercial art? Like to sell products and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. Like or? sometimes I think about like, for instance, I don't really like Starbucks or yeah. what they stand for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard Schultz could suck my dick. I don't care. <laughs> okay. And they commissioned a piece, right? They said like, we want this like fucking mermaid bitch. Oh yeah. Okay. So somebody made that, yeah, and yeah. the person that made that's not living I got you, yeah. on the edge yeah, yeah. as somebody who didn't have a an advertising gig that's paying bills. Yeah. But it was still art, and I think about that like I, right now. It, I don't know if it's a. I think it, personally, personally, me personally, I think it's a bad thing, but. So much of the art that's out there in the public space right now is commercial or um, corporate-funded art. It's yeah, branded yeah. marketing. Yeah, branded, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, right. it's still art because an artist had to make right. it, but it's a commissioned piece. So it's not it's like Julio mentioned process. that artist. As an artist, he, he he goes the way he paints is what is it? Uh, intuition. Like a, yeah, like organic. Yeah, right? and that's that's why kids are so great because they're not worried about. Oh, what does this have to say? I'm just feeling on this page. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, it's like instinct. Yeah, but They're branded branded marketing is I mean, it's it's still classified as art, but it's, it's as if it's, like it's as if somebody came to Julio and said, Hey, I want pink polka dots. Right. And he was like, Alright, how do I marry what I'm doing with this pink polka dots idea, even though I don't personally like it? I know this customer's paying me what, a mill to do it? Right. And that's that's how you get Starbucks. Right. Somebody was making fucking mermaids yeah. 
<laughs> for a hobby and like I love making mermaids and then this coffee shop came over and was like hey how about you make the mermaid but you make it white and everything's green and right. she was like fuck that and they're like here's a mill and she was like alright yeah you want two tails right <laughs> we got you right yeah. and that's how you get you know yeah. that kind of commercial art so it's still art but it's Frankie, it's trying to say something Frankie from a film perspective right yeah I mean that's something uh, that's heavily funded by money yeah right and you Major. Right. And so there's these places where it's like, well, we know what a film narrative is supposed to do. There's sure. the high point, the low point, the first act, the third act. Sure, sure. And like all that shit. Story is, structure, all that. It's kind of true. Sure. And yet you also have to find some way to find the heart of the story to actually make anybody feel anything. Like lately I've really felt right. like, and I've watched a lot of movies, that it's very rare now that movies can actually make you feel or emote. You definitely can watch a Spider-Man and be like, well, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. right? It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Fucking shit's there. It's red. It's black. It's fucking mm -hmm. no one's right. fat. It's right. pretty good. Right. But you're not, like, carried away. You can't necessarily watch it. Like, you could watch The Godfather. Even though you Ooh. know what's going to happen, <laughs> yeah. you watch that thing Ooh. day in and day out. So I love the, the Godfather. In the film situation, how do yeah. you approach that, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you're really you're highlighting the uh, issues that we're having in society with consumer culture, right? Yes. So, I mean, back back in the '50s, the golden era of filmmaking, you had these really intentional pieces like The Godfather, like all the James Dean films. That sure, it had a story structure, but we're telling a unique story. Uh, we're not doing multiple cuts a second so that you're intrigued and can't look away from the screen. And that's what you have now. Right. There's so much marketing and research that goes into making a studio film. Right. That, that feeling that you're having, it's almost like eating McDonald's. Right. It's consistent, right. but you don't feel good afterwards. Right. You're just like, yeah, I knew that was a McChicken, so I ate it, and I wanted a McChicken. Right. But uh, that didn't really sit nice. It wasn't crafted with love. It was a fucking prepackaged cookie cutter thing. And that's what you get with all the Marvel films. That's what you get with any major studio, Star Wars. It's what can we do to keep this franchise going so we can make more money right. to keep it fucking going. It right. doesn't, have anything, Whereas, do, it doesn't have anything to do with good storytelling or anything Yeah, to do with I mean it can have all the good elements and that's right. why they paid that's why they pay the right people to it's, do it's it. It's watered down after though. But yeah, I mean it's right. it's it's predictable is the thing. And so Thank you, sir. you got the difference of second bird. Second bird. I'm fucking hungry. Let's do it. Uh, you get the difference between that kind of commercial art versus independent filmmaking. Right. And that's why independent filmmaking is pretty underfunded and sometimes not that good. But that is that true art form of, you know, the artist has something to say and they're unrestrained in the way they say it. And any filmmaking, whether it be commercial or independent, you have to understand what are you trying to say? What, what is the message of this film? And typically, you won't even know until you're done shooting. And you're right. piecing it together. And you're right. like, oh shit, this is saying some deep shit. I didn't even... Fuck, I was just trying it. to make something cool, but like, we got something that's saying something. That happened, uh, that happened to us with a project. Yeah. Right. Well, the editing, I mean, the process in filmmaking, when you get down to it, really, the editing is where the film starts to really come together. It's highly collaborative. You cannot make... A, I mean, take it this way from a theater perspective. You cannot have a play without three elements. The actor, the audience and the script without those three you can't have shit right and so when you go into filmmaking you multiply that by a thousand 
you have grips, you have lighting, you have costume, you have so many departments coming in and, and adding to the value and the vision. But the important thing is, who's holding the artistic vision from pre-production to post-production? Typically, it's the director. Right. It's a director, and that's right. why they're hired. Or that's why they have the vision in the first place, because they have this distinct image in their mind, right. and they want to convey it. And how do they do that? They need all these people. They need to collaborate. They need a you know hard hard no on certain things because yo that changes what the vision is. So you got to have a lot of patience, a lot of empathy, a lot of understanding. I think to make a film. But you're right. It comes down to hope. I mean, it comes down. To, it comes down to did we light it right? Did it? Can we hear what they're fucking saying? Is it clear? But at the end of the day, it's like, does the story make sense the way it's pieced together? Mm-hmm. You know what? You know? I'm gonna say something. While I eat this burger. Yeah. Mm. There you go. The thing is about that is, is that you're right about like there's a director or there's an admiral, somebody's holding a vision. That's true. And then you're also right that. Sometimes some of the best creative decisions come from a mechanical failure. Like, we don't have that shot. We thought we had it, but we don't have that. Yeah. And you know where that comes from, dude? That You can see that in opera. Back in when, when the ways that Wag, uh, Wagner's operas were staged, the whole concept of a horned helmet for a Viking mm-hmm. came from that. But partially that was because they didn't have a budget for mm. real costumes. So they had to use that. And that became... Wow. Identical or the symbolic of a whole entire culture just based on that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You also see that in, um, I mean, I guess I could throw this to you too, Julio. I mean, is there instances when you're doing your art where a mechanical impossibility or an accident, you know, Bob Ross, happy, did any of that shit uh, ever play into what you do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot, a lot of little. Happy little what, what beauty marks, mistakes that become your style. Yeah. A lot of that is. I dropped paint one time on the floor, and I'm like, when I washed it off, I'm like, oh, what if I try that on my panel? Right. And then you discover it, it's always evolving, but you find a lot of stuff. There's no mistakes in art. Yeah. Do you remember that film, 1917? Yes. About there was a shot of that main character running towards the camera and all these guys all these extras are running towards the battlefield right he wasn't supposed to slam into people right it was supposed to be a clean shot but he kept kept falling down and it made and he didn't break character it made that much more impactful because it was a real fucking that's a great film and they kept that shit going like like the geniuses they are right you know they didn't cut and say are you okay which you know who knows what HR said about that? But it was like, it was so great. The well, end you can't result. make great art and consult HR. No, <laughs> no, you cannot. That's like Scorsese and, and Goodfellas, different yeah. different scenes. They didn't tell his mom that they had a body in the car. Right, yeah. she yeah. doesn't know that. You know? Right, they play the whole part. And it's then real. she was all mad afterwards when they told her, "Why didn't you tell me before?" Yeah. Scorsese was like, "No, if you would have known, you would have acted differently." Yeah, you know? totally. yeah. Um, so that's great. But too. little things like tidbits like that are so amazing, dude. You know, Sean. Yes, sir. What do you think? Being the type of guy that you are, somewhat analytical and very methodical in your approach to starting anything, when you hear these two gentlemen saying like, "Yeah, but you also got to have mistakes." How do you respond to that? What's your thoughts on those? Well, it's the same thing with music. Like you go into making a song or or a beat that you have in your head, and then you get you know halfway in, and it doesn't necessarily sound 
the same as the way you thought it was. Yeah. But it ends up turning out into something either better or something just alternate um, than you ha- what you had envisioned. And maybe it's even a, like a cooler alternative or, or even a better track than you had imagined. All right. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I think that... Um, well, I'll turn it to you, Julio. Um, when was your first art show? Wow. I, I got pushed into this world, really, by people coming to the shop and telling me about my art. And this one, this girl came to my shop and literally did a whole bunch of research and sent me, like, links to places to, like, apply to and submit my art. And my first, my first art show was in this place called... Uh, chocolate and art or something like that it's like a big old warehouse and it's like you pay them 15 bucks to display your art uh-huh. and chocolate and art something like that no, I don't if you remember. walk around eating chocolate in, I, I guess I, wasn't I hope so to that, but I hope it's chocolate I think they had like a f- chocolate fountain but it's in downtown it's pretty cool I, yeah. I met a lot of cool people there are a lot of cool artists there and that you know they want their art to be discovered I just wanted I just wanted my art to be seen at that point I wasn't really thinking about discovery and stuff. By the way, uh, shout out to the emotions. Is that the emotions? Okay. All right. Flowers. Uh-huh. By the emotions. All right. Great song. Mm. Yeah. Go on, please go on. All right. <laughs> so save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money at so did you feel what, what do you feel like was your first real art show where you like you showed up and people were like mm, I, that's, hey, that's a, hey, you look like you're it's a bit performative my good man like did you, was there any of that elitist stuff that people like were like 7500 yeah no because <laughs> in the world listen listen this is what's going to happen right Short balls of this fucking guy over here. Look at charge your fucking head. Schwartz is going to do his magic. Right. Julio's going to turn into, right, like the next Annie Warhol or some shit like that, right? Like the auto Annie Warhol, whatever. Maybe better than that guy. All right, fine. He was cool. I'm not trying to bust your chops. Nah, maybe you're better than that guy. I don't mean to insult <laughs> you. I don't mean to insult you. <laughs> and then, right, then he's going to have, like, all these pretentious art fucks walking around like, mm, nice day. Mm, mm. Bunch of monocles and right. Mr. Peanut top right. hats, the cane, <laughs> white gloves. That hasn't happened to me, but my, uh. my, my, my first series art was, what, 2020. Uh, Brian went to it when um, in Westwood Village. That was my first art And art how was exhibition. that? Yeah? It was, it was exciting and scary at the same time. Did you, know, you wear a sports like, jacket or anything? Yeah, yeah, I wore a Punisher shirt, a, a red Punisher <laughs> skull shirt, red bottom Nikes, and, really? uh, and, a, and a, I forget what brand you know, right. jacket I wore. Some right. No, you can't show up and like, just be a regular guy when at you your said art the bla- show. When you said the blazer, man, I don't know what it is, but like anytime I'm at a gallery showing or art yeah. show, I make sure I have a blazer on, whether right. it be mine or somebody else. Right. He was wearing a USC gear, top yeah. to bottom, right. in just the Westwood. Just came in some Dockers. Oh. Yeah. Just wearing some Dockers. Real pleated, disrespectful. Pleated yeah. in the front. I'm going yeah. like this on my next one. Right. There you, you go. Look like mm-hmm. an there you yeah. go. Right. 
You, you can know. do that. You should yeah, do that. This you should point, like, like have two different maybe, lens colors. <laughs> yeah, you know, like look maybe, crazy. Maybe just a, a jacket or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. I gotta like, say, yeah. I gotta say, I think they're like, you know, there there's so many different ways people come into being an artist and calling themselves an artist and and doing it for a living and for a passion. But I, in my experience, uh, I feel like they're they're really like a couple different ways to make a really great artist, and one of them is uh, for, for, for them to just not be focused on the marketing, on the business, just pure art, and yeah. then for somebody to be like, dude, that's great. Right. You should do this. And right. it's like, uh, I don't really, right. that's not my focus. Right. It's Hard like, to get. Hard yeah, to get. It's like the, yeah. the, the king that wears the crown that do, didn't want it. You right. know what I mean? They yeah. become the best kind of... They, they try to change your art so that you can yeah. fit into their gallery style. It's or like, like, no, I'm saying like... Yeah, sometimes yeah. they do. They, yeah, they, you'll yeah, find yeah, those like, people. No, they'll find like, those people. Yeah. But that's why you ha- you hold all the power because you're not going to do that. You don't give a fuck. You're just making your art, and if people right. want to buy it, hey, guess what? It's five to fifteen to fifty k. I'm very, I'm very buy lucky. If you don't I, want it. Yeah, I have my own gallery. Exactly. Like, do you have anything eccentric about you? Like, are you, you know, like, is there anything <laughs> where like you only eat brown M and M? I don't know. I'm not cutting off my ear anytime soon. Right. 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 No, because everyone expects that out of an right. artist. Like, right. I'm going to talk to him, and he's only going to use words that begin with R. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He I'm hates only, T. I'm only as good yeah. as my last thing, so i got to make it better and better. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, interesting. No, no. This is going to be the biggest show. I'm going to cut off my dick. It's yeah, going to be yeah, there you go. real that, Now, seriously, that would bring down the house. That would. <laughs> that would bring down we'll the put house. put it on a pedestal. The problem with that is you can only do it Mucho once. yellow before. You can only do it. That's part of the art. YOLO. live once right. you only have one dick once right. I, think, I think the best part is just to be natural about it and just let let it go where it goes let the, that's what i've that's what i've did that's what How i always do it done and i just let what it take me where wherever it's going checking out, what what I, mean? checking out, I'm doing great man i'm listening to artists i'm on my second burger and fries you might have to go get some food too staring into space for a minute is he with us is he going into a coma burger no okay you just went silent for me you're like <laughs> I was like, hey. I think he was thinking about the the dick on the pedestal, probably. That, dick on the that imagery yeah. is just. Uh, the Frankie, Frankie's got a real wild imagination. <laughs> he wanted Julio to cut his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> really marketed. Waiting but. for Godot. Yeah, 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 yeah right. see what I'm saying? Like right. that kind of absurdist element keeps popping up hey. in my life lately. Julio, so do you ever? Can you do people? That, that could get real, man. Is, people started like in the art world, like in the car world. They talked to you one way. Thank yeah. you, buddy. And then when you go into the show, did you find people like talking kind of weird? Like yo, yo, yo. It, it depends who showed up, right? Because a, a lot of people that support my art are people like that I met at my shop, right? You know, and they all show up and they already know me. They just wanted a piece because I was never selling it until that day. Mm-hmm. So they just. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't really bumped into people like that. Because I, I see people, like, at these art events. Like, I go to events. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go there. They let me in. Even though I usually, <laughs> you know, I'm dragging my foot or limping or something. Something's wrong. I'll talk about that later. But I go to these things. And I see the artist there. And he's kind of, like, doing his thing. And then people kind of talk to them weird around them. Like, oh, oh how are you doing? Yeah. The whisper. The whisper approach. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, before COVID, I used to go to a bunch of uh, gallery events and stuff like that, exhibitions yeah. by other artists and yeah. stuff. But yeah, it, it does, and it's a very clicky. Yeah, very clicky. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you show up by yourself, and they're like, 
it's, it's a trip, you know? It's, it's, yeah. it's very like... Who are you? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> who are you? Basically, it's what they're saying with their eyes. Who are you? Right. Like, uh, you know, so like you, Have you encountered that? Have you had to work through that? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, you just, you just, you know, pull out your dick. don't care. Like, right. you just go and check out the yeah. art. You What's know? going you on? Right. And you, met, you meet the artists, and the artists are cool, you know? Right. Everybody else is trying to be all, like, trying to act like... Like they know so much about art that they're so about right. Like, Either that or they're oh. trying to make you unzip your pants. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you guys should know that our Depends show eventually, yeah. you know, always comes down to unzipping pants. Birthday cake, unzipping pants. Yeah. So you know what it is though. You find your people anywhere you go. I think even in art shows, yeah, you know, exactly. you'll, there'll be somebody there that's genuine. There, they're authentic. A, yeah, it's a full. It's a full like. Soup of different people. Yeah. There, it's all good too. Like if you ever go to Silver Lake, nothing but phonies. Boo, uh, boy, you said a lot, I'm brother. Not, right there. I'm not a fan of Silver Lake in general. Man. Well, we're not either. Uh, yeah, we're not either, boy. You said a mouthful there, Damn. brother. Mm-hmm. Hey, brother. A lot of phonies over at Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, brother. Call it like it is, man. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Yeah, there is, bro. There That's is, not bro. my market anyway. Like I'm not worried about it. Right, exactly. Right. Fuck them all. Them in Atwater. Uh, the kind of people that Atwater. drink <laughs> Phil's <laughs> coffee. People think they're too fucking cool. Oh, real cool, man. Who was drinking cappuccinos and riding fucking 1922 bicycles. Trying to make eye contact with you while they got all their like books on the table, making sure you know what they're reading right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I hate with their that. little pleather bag. I fucking punch them right in the thorax. <laughs> hey, Julio, yeah. let me ask you this, and let's get down to it, cause I, I'm tired of beating around the bush. Are you? Does it annoy you because you're an actual painter when people buy the pre-splashed paint jeans? <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Because it, it, <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Like, look at my shoes. I'm like. Glitter on, like flake. I call Are you the glitter sure you didn't so buy that at Urban Outfitters? Right. Like, come on, bro. I, I, no, the, the new Yeezys. It just yeah. happens for the free. Artist on series, me. Like our art department. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you see people buying pants. Yeah, like, like, why are they? Like, you're not an artist, right? Yeah, yeah, why you What you asking? It's me cool that they wear it, but it's like I just think that's really crazy that they would do that. They do. They would make that a fashion statement. But that somebody would pay to do that. Yeah, I just think that's like. And it's like buying like, torn jeans. Let's, let's yeah. we need to we need to uh, maybe we're missing some. No, because imagine the conversation. We're like, wow, I'm looking at your pants. Are no, you I'm an artist? Deeper than Not that. really. I just bought these at Urban Outfitters. So what should, should <laughs> I sell my pants? All my a lot of my you pants. You should, like, bro. Get on that. Schwartz, double yeah. commission for you on that, my brother. <laughs> if he sells your pants, he gets double commission. That's all I'm Yeah, come on. See, people in Silver Lake are buying those jeans. And exactly. That's and what made me think of it. They're like, yeah, you know, I uh, when I was a kid, I, I used to color outside the lines. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's all I want to say about that. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, you're mysterious. Well, I mean, bouncing back between uh, on the schools that you went, I would imagine you've encountered a lot Big of time. pretentious Big motherfuckers. Time. Yeah, dude. Going to school, like, so I'm from the west side. Right. I was like one of two kids. Right. That went to this art school. Right. 500 kids, and people came from all over Long Beach. We had people internationally come to that school. Right. We had a lot of, like, Pasadena, a lot of Glendale, Silver Lake. 
<laughs> kind of right. valley. Like, it was a mesh. Where was that? In East LA? East, yeah, East it was in East LA. So we shared the campus with Cal State LA. So oh, okay. we just used the facilities there, basically. Yeah. We went to college in high school. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of Alhambra people, definitely. Yeah, Julio was probably one of those pretentious guys you didn't like yeah. back in college. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to college. Yeah. Hell, bro. Yeah. That's real pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to college. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean, you, you, you found you found your people again because you that school was really special it's eight to twelve regular high school academic and then one to four you're being trained by working professionals in whatever department you audition into so there was theater there was dance visual arts and um dude the music. chicks in dance are so hot bro oh, oh my god i won't go on oh, record but my my god <laughs> yes my god oh, my god, my god. Okay. but it was i mean it was it was a public school is audition based if you didn't want to be there you got told to get the fuck oh, out i never heard of that school yeah. i would have gone it was it was incredible school. man i mean I these garfield of all you know, yeah it was cool, I, I, named after yeah. one of the most like lame presidents <laughs> of all time he got, right? he got killed yeah he yeah. got he's oh, Fucking Julio knows it. Oh well, you went to the school, so all right. <laughs> they probably told him yeah, every day. That's the first thing. We go to school <laughs> after a guy that got <laughs> fucking brains blown. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah. welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. welcome to the loser school. Uh, everyone that we've named after was killed. We're gonna murdered. teach you how you can get murdered. <laughs> set up by your president. <laughs> murdered by the time you're thirty. Well, home ec. That's where we teach you how to melt a body in lime. Uh, all right, yeah, so yeah. go ahead. So wait, what were you saying? Yeah. So just. I mean, the, the the kids there. Uh, you were you were there at that school to learn how to make your art right. a career. Right. Like that's what this school was. Right. And so yeah. everybody that I went to school with, they're doing what I'm doing. Like I'm 26 years old. I'm 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 running a production company. I'm making movies. I've got friends that are on Netflix specials. Friends that are opening for Thundercat. Right. You know, uh, there's a lot of names now that have come out of that school because of that base training. And, right. like, you were there to learn art. So, you'd, you know, you would have your art and then you'd go out to lunch and you would talk to a, a dancer or, 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 a, or a visual artist and you'd be like, what are you guys learning? You're like, oh, really? That's kind of like what we do in acting, but it's different. Like, let me learn. Let me... All art plays on itself, you know, and so that's why I love having friends that aren't actors, right. aren't filmmakers, because right. it gets me outside myself right. and allows me to learn more about... So what do you do? You hang out with bankers? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out with musicians mostly, like <laughs> jazz kids. I hang out artists. with guys that sell life insurance. Bankers, yeah. I really study. With I get really depression, and they sit there, and I've never seen depression wear a suit before. <laughs> that's what these guys are doing. So yeah, that's great, though. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you that's... don't want to put yourself like you know what art draws from life, right? And if you're studying art all your life, what are you really drawing from? Because not everybody's doing art. So you gotta you gotta have like a fucking job that you hate. You got to relate. And then you go back after. To, you, I had all this training, right? After I went to college for one year and I was like, this is bullshit. I'm paying like 10K for right. shit I got for free in high school. Right. I'm out of here. Uh, suffered a pit. Couch surfed for a while in New York. Yeah, well, got that's it. part of the tradition. Yeah, couch surfing, exactly. nothing wrong you with that. Go right. through that Robin starving artist phase. And uh, Christopher Reeve jacked each other off a lot on couches. <laughs> there you go. All you right, learn right, how right. to do that properly. Right. Um, and then and then you go back to your art and you you take both the life experience and your training and you marry them, and you just try not to. Just, you know, masturbate on your on your art. It's it's right, for I feel others. Like Julio to feel. went the other route. Julio, he's working on cars, which you know, cars an interesting thing. Julio, yeah. I mean, you probably know more. I mean, you obviously know more about it, at least 
the cars than, than I do. But I always think of cars as an interesting intersection between kind of like... Hey, brother. Uh, I want to say like universal or standardized forms and then also some element of art to it. Well, yeah. Someone had, had to design it and create it. Right. The body lines. Look at that one right there, that 57. Right. You know? What for you, what, what's what's a great car for you? Like when you, if you, you've seen a lot of them. Or are you like, I'm sick of cars. I just want to ride bikes. <laughs> I'm a little sick of cars, but I love cars. But like, what's what, my favorite? Yeah, like what's like your that? quintessential? Like what do you think? My favorite car? Yeah, come on. Be real too. Yeah, I'm, I'm be real. It's, it's, it's a Ferrari 355 is my favorite car. Well, that's super great. Yeah, that's it's, it's massive. A nice car. And the, the 308 too. Ferrari 308. Why why mm. is Ferrari such a luxury vehicle? Why is it so infamous? What what is it? Hmm. Because it's an art. That car's art. What's <laughs> that the car's basically designed by like it, it's it's an original car and it's all hand built as well. And well, what, it was. It was. And the, and the 355 was the last model for Ferrari that was hand built. What what are your thoughts on the Lamborghini? Never been a fan of it. Is it just too showy or too fun? Pretty much. Too and I'm, I'm the opposite of all that shit. So, right. So yeah, the Lamborghini. They're, they're nice cars. They're beautiful cars. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, I love the, the design and the line that right. the lines are going. It takes a it, certain kind of person to like want to walk out of a Lamborghini. Yeah. Right. <laughs> kind of. I, th I think so. I, I would pick a Ferrari before that. What or a car? Mustang. What car Mustang. would you not yeah. be caught dead in, Julio? <laughs> Like, is it a Datsun? Would you be like, fuck a Datsun? Maybe a Pinto. Really? <laughs> a Ford Pinto? Well, well only because if you get rear-ended, it'll blow up, right? Right. Yeah, so you might <laughs> so actually, you might actually die get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's... Why? There's what happened to the station wagons? I love a lot. I love, I love station wagons. I do too, man. Uh, With the rear-facing back seats? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Why did wow, you go yeah, COVID cool. all of a sudden? Because I got Storm hounded by my up. wife. To be honest with you. Okay, that's so, a that's a real answer. That's, that's a real answer. That's truth, bro. That's it takes a man to answer that way. Yeah. He got hounded. His wife yeah. told him, "Put a mask on. You're trying to kill me." Oh yeah. Oh, Schwartz. Does she call you Schwartz? No. <laughs> <laughs> have you met his wife, Julio? No. No, I don't. I, think no, he has I have not, one. Brian. Nah. Why are you keeping her away from the world, Brian? Uh, dude, you know what? My wife actually. <laughs> funny enough, because I was listening to it. You know, my father-in-law is a film editor. My wife was also a film editor. Oh, I got my, the EMTs coming up. My wife's uh, family is kind There's of. There's a lot trip. of people day drinking in the sun over uh, there. Yeah, it's pretty hot. So, anyways, yeah. my, my wife's got a crazy family because her, her grandfather did, I think I might have told you this before, but did I Love Lucy, Bewitched. Oh. And then he Damn. actually married Elizabeth Montgomery. and so, His grandpa married so, Elizabeth Montgomery wow. and did I Love Lucy and all yeah. that shit. So, oh, that's incredible. Yeah, so, and it's funny, like, even my father-in-law, who obviously isn't, it's from my wife's, my mother-in-law's side of the family. But my father-in-law is also, he's a film editor did it for years and uh so is your semi-retired grandfather-in-law was the was the bill asher he oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 so he was they called him like the father of sitcoms like he literally he Straight did all up. the beach blanket oh, bingo yeah. movies and you know but just the stories i've heard man and and from that side of the family and they're all in the industry now too like my wife's aunt uh, you know, produces right there. Everybody's in the industry. So her, her family, and he married like four different people. Yeah, that's old Hollywood. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was when yeah. there was uh, no rules for shit. Bro, he banged all of old Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Like, when they were old? Nah, no, nah, nah. dude. <laughs> Put it to you this way, bro. Story goes that that guy 
frequented the Peninsula Hotel and they literally kept his bottle of liquor behind the counter, knew that it was him, he'd come in, yeah. he'd take girlfriends, wives, whatever, it was a trip. Did he bang Lucille Ball? Tell the truth. I don't know, but he did bang Mary Tyler Moore and that's kind of why he got, I mean, there's a, a lot of them. Wow. Wow. He was actually one of the, funny enough, one of the people that, the last people that talked to Marilyn Monroe the night that she died. Is that oh, true? Oh, yeah. goodness. And yeah, let me tell you friends with the Rat Pack. I'm going to tell you a different story. Norma Jean. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She was discovered at a factory out here in L.A. that was making radio-controlled uh, small planes drones. Really? A long time ago that the Navy used to use for target practice with their other planes. And um, Ronald Reagan was a captain, sent a guy down to take pictures of the line, the manufacturing line, that was actually owned, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, by another actor, a British guy. Right. <clears throat> Put it all together, and they said one of the ladies that was working in the factory was fucking hot as shit, oh, shit. and that photographer is the guy who discovered, and it was wow. Norma Jean Marilyn Monroe working at that. That's and crazy. the only reason why I know that is because I started reading the history of drones. Wow. Right. Ugh. Right? And it starts with That's that because I'm preparing a massive unmanned aerial vehicle That's show for this wow. show. And I'm going from the very beginning. It's an incredible story, wow. by the way. That, yeah, that's I didn't know trip, that. Man. That's that's great. That's yeah. a trip. That's a little teaser to fucking wet your nips there, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. Stories <laughs> stories like that is like, you know, why why you get a lot of transplants, I think, you know, from from all over the place coming to Cali or Hollywood specifically oh, and they're sure. like, Oh, I'm gonna that's gonna be me. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna work Still at a bar like and and have a charming smile and this big old producer is gonna come and sweep me up and make me a star. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, that probably in the world of streaming, I guarantee that doesn't happen well, anymore. Well, yeah, now that's changed. Yeah, I right. think right. You, know, you used yeah. to have to come to LA. Now it's right. really you can, you know, become a star. Put yourself you on are. OnlyFans, and right. hey, you get a TV they're series. They're shutting that down. No, 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 no. They pulled they, they, back. They, pulled they did. Back on yeah. That. yeah, right. Like within a week, there was so much backlash <laughs> that so it was it was Mastercard basically, Mastercard. Right. There's this whole thing that some of the owners of MasterCard have this evangelical, uh, oh God. you know, kind of uh, right. people in charge. And so OnlyFans, the way they accept payment is with a credit company, sure. PayPal. Sure. And so MasterCard owns PayPal. And sure. they wanted to not accept this kind of content. Um, and so they were having this back and forth. But there was so much backlash from that community that they, they caved. Wow. Dude, I got to tell you, if that would have actually gone through, it would have affected the economy. Oh, I think you're right. Dude. Like, I it would have been right. big enough to affect the economy because yeah. so, especially, even prior yeah. to COVID, but yeah. especially after COVID, yeah. like, dude, I mean. Well, nobody's getting a job right now. Right. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody to, wants to work. Right yeah. Now. Well, who wants to work? Yeah. Not who in the conditions that like, we have. It, I mean, what, you know? dude, Julio, man, I'm on your way. First of all, they don't pay you anything anymore. Yeah. Okay. Right? I mean, what are they paying people? Not a livable wage. It's hard, wage. too, man. It's, yeah, it's, both sides of the table is pretty difficult, too. I yeah. mean, dude, when you're, like, at an Amazon in the warehouse, how much can you really make? That's, like, you the know, worst place not to enough, work, supposedly. Not enough to live in Santa Monica, for sure. Yeah. I mean... And that's the sad part, because they make so much money. Why can't you take care of your employees? Right. Like, if, if someone like me can... Right. ...and bust your ass to fucking take care of them, why can't, like... Amazon because they people, they, you know, they absolutely like, can and this is what they can I, of course they can. I think that right now what's going on is that 
um, is the further privatization of uh, the United States. Yeah. You know, a lot of government function things that used to be government functions. If you look at the tax schemes and all the shit that used to go down, there was a people paid a lot more in taxes. Oh yeah. They've scaled back on that so much that private entities have now entered the space. Yeah, milk. Mm-hmm. But the problem with it is, is that private entities aren't governed by the Constitution. Right. Right. So these right. fuck faces like uh, uh, Jeff Bezos or whatever, they're going to control space yeah, yeah. until they figure out how they're going to carve it all up right. and open it up for everyone else. But it's going to definitely be at the end. Same thing with the Bill Gates, with the uh, uh, tech giants and all that stuff. As we move into the digital metaverse, I guarantee you, they're putting everything in the hands of a few wealthy individuals to make sure that privatization capital right. continues yeah. to function the same way it did in this analog world. That's yeah. the last leg of capitalism. It might even go all the way to in the future where there's no more countries just corporations, corporations. owning shit I told exactly. yeah, I, I hope you're yeah, fucking wrong yeah, I told well, we're not I gonna mean, be around what's the difference it, between a, a, a corporation and a government in, 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 in a sense not much but in theory the faith and the kind of the power the belief in like the overall good like people are freaking out you know about the COVID vaccine there's oh, other shit in there and whatever yeah. and it's like yo if that's something that they're doing and we have to actually worry about that, that they're like going to come up with some huge fucking disease all around the world and then get people to take a vaccine because they want to stick something, some chip in us to control us, <laughs> fuck it, bro. Like, I'm not even, like, I can't go there, like, on a just a basic level. Why do they need a chip when they control us so well without it? No, yeah, for sure. We, for sure. Yeah, you got an iPhone. We go out of our way to they know where you're money, at. Right. right? And the other, part, the, other, the other part is, is I've got to believe that <clears throat> this, this vaccination controversy, mass controversy that's going on is more of a, like a distraction for conservative or so-called conservatives. That that's not the real political fight right now. It has nothing to do with, can I wear a mask? And But, dude, let me tell you something. I'm an attorney, okay? So I sit there, and I got a lot of different weird clients, and I'm in Orange County. Those guys can be real fucking weird down here, yeah, right? I've heard. Right, Trinity Broadcasting Systems, <laughs> rocking down there, Bro, right? you're out in Ventura. It's just like a mini OC. But I mean, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I got clients that just this week, and this is true story, man with gray in his hair. Right? I didn't yeah. know better. Right? Yeah. Busted enough nuts, the guy should have known better, right? Been around here long enough, guy. Okay. And yeah. he's telling me that they got, and he's looking me dead in the eye, and he's like, they got concentration camps in Australia for people who aren't vaccinated. <laughs> and I'm like, concentration camps? Really? Like, oh, they got concentration camps. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> even know if you should be saying that, but all right, fine, you said it. And he goes, and you know, there's medals in the vaccines. I go, what do you mean there's medals oh in the vaccines? God. And he goes, oh, no, they got magnets. They're showing people with <laughs> they magnets. They got magnets. Yes. And he bro. made me go, he goes, have you been to the website? I go, what do you mean, what? What website, bro? And he goes, well, Google won't allow it on there anymore. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. They're, they're, they're being censored. Right. And I go, okay, but like, what, where do you find this information that's, you know, showing the world what's really going on with the vaccine? He goes, you go to bitchshoot.com. Oh my god! And I there went it is. To, and and it's there like it and I went to the I went to the fucking website, right? I'm like, bitch, shoot! He's serious. He's foaming at the mouth, and he shows me these videos of people who got vaccinated, and that there are magnets sticking to the vaccination site. Oh, come on, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, that's the so you guys saw that Netflix documentary about 
uh, all the social media, right? What was that called? The uh, yeah. Oh, what yeah, about yeah. that? Like uh, the, the oxytocin boost and all that, and the manipulation and all that. Right, stuff? like how there's a big algorithm. That's it, it was right. essentially that's what the internet has become. If I'm in sunny fucking Santa Monica, California, and type in COVID facts. I'm going to get all the liberal stuff. Right. If I'm in Orange County or if I'm in fucking Georgia, right. type in COVID facts. Right. I'm going to get everything that is right. pulled in my region. So that misinformation, they think I'm online. I'm looking at this shit that I'm Googling. It's the first fucking thing. Right. Right. But it's it's different because, you know, you got these these algorithms working in a specific bubble it's just bubble information right, right. all over the place On i've seen i've seen another magnet video where they put it and it falls off right so who's right right what's the facts I don't you know. know what I mean. I mean I'm like, you know what? 20 years ago, when people were jumping on planes, nobody was saying like, "Well, you don't know the science behind flight." Were you there when they tested it? It's like no one's yeah. there. That's the whole point. Yeah. You can't. Nobody can actually be there. Right. Right. I don't know, dude. So, in, in any event, listen, Julio. God bless you, my man. Jesus Christ. Can we stop fucking around? When's your next show, or do should I go to Schwartz and ask? Nah, let him go. Right, right. August 20 Yeah September, September 25th, 25th. <laughs> Did you see why I asked him? <laughs> yeah, Alright what What uh, is it? September 25th uh, 1137 Westwood Boulevard In Westwood Village nice. And nice. if I need Some some uh, body work Done to my My shitty fucking BMW Where should I go? Newberry Park Newberry Park <laughs> Newberry Park Yeah the the is Yeah but I mean Do you have so many customers Where you're like Bro I'm not trying to Dude, I have people Bring their cars from Colorado and Nevada wow. and shit. Like, just, just to see you. Just to drop off their cars for so That's I can awesome. Hey, bro, you but got he, a good, you got a good body guy. You don't fuck around. That's you, awesome. You never leave that guy. Yeah. I'm just very fortunate that they do. You know, they, like a good barber. I would right. say Ninety-five, but about ninety-five percent of my customers follow me to Newberry Park. It's, right. a better, it's a better shop than where I was. As far as you know, all the cars are indoor now. Before they were all like, you know, yeah, semi-outdoor, semi-indoor. Yeah. Just not a good vibe for me anymore in LA. It just started to change a long time ago. Yeah? Yeah, Newberry Park's a lot low, like, slow pace, everybody's friendly, kind. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It took me a while to get used to it. Like, <laughs> You're like, what do you want from me, man? Yeah. Oh, you're just saying hi. Oh, hi. Good morning. Right. <laughs> and what yeah, about you, Frankie? If, if somebody wants to see the next film coming out, or yeah, what's so going on? Our flagship narrative, Nose Deep. It's a satirical murder mystery. Okay. Uh, we got into another film festival. What's today? Is today the 11th? Yes, Yeah, 9-11. 9-11. That's right. Um, moment of silence for that. But yeah. We had one earlier, actually. Yeah. But, uh, We've had a couple. So the announcement's going to go out very soon, but we got into another film festival called Indie Night. Indie uh, Night. Indie Night, and that is Jamie Foxx's film festival. Oh, nice. So we're going to screen the movie, Nose Deep. Uh, right now we're thinking about October 2nd okay. at the Chinese Theaters in right. Hollywood. Right. So you can definitely go check out tickets there, probably, if you look at... You got a website? Yeah, you can go check out Indie Night filmfestival.com or you can go to the Instagram um, nose deep film uh, my Instagram is I am Frankie Garces G-A-R-C-E-S okay I'll be posting about it uh, getting updates for people to come check out that movie alright alright and then uh, Schwartz what are you plugging brother 
Not a thing, man. Just everybody go out to Julio's uh, art show on, on <laughs> September 25th. Nothing personal. Hey, can, uh, I, can I call your wife and be like, listen, when he's doing the podcast, can you let him take the mask out? Yeah, right. Why? Is it, yeah. Please. Hey, so wait, it's the 25th, you said? Yeah, September 25th. What time is that at? Uh, it's 6 to 10. 6 to 10. Or whatever. Westwood Village. Yeah. Got it. Now definitely come out. Come by, dude. It'll be fun. Come out. Awesome, man. It'll be fun. Sean, what do you got? Don't don't tell me you don't got anything, man. Come on. (laughs) I don't. Why? What happened? You just you just booked up or what? I just I got way too much shit going on. What do you got? You know what, man? Every time I try, listen, I I try because this is my best friend right here. Just so you know. And let me tell you something else. I mean, this is real shit. He sent me the sweetest text. I never received this text in my entire life from a guy like this, right? And I just know the way he is. So he gets, I get this text, and the text is like, let me see what this is. He's probably going to be mad that I'm even saying Uh-oh, it. Oh, got the red receipts. Because it's a very, very vulnerable, and he's a very guarded man. Yeah, <laughs> he's a very guarded man. So, yeah, let's oh, just man. out the whole text. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. This podcast works half the time just because... Uh, I push Sean to be vulnerable and it makes him uncomfortable. All right, here we go. Uh, okay, here we go. Now listen, I'm gonna tell you something. This is this is what a conversation with an audio master like Sean is like, right? Uh, <laughs> I gotta get through all of this NFL picks. Hold on. Uh, okay, Sunday. This last Sunday. You are a true friend, Chew. I'm not even sure how to express what that means to me or what to what scale that's felt, but I appreciate you. Wow. 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 Where did, where did that come from? That wow. was like out of the blue. Um, because on the show, you were... How are we looking over here? I saw you trying to incorporate me. Really? Yeah. In some, in some ways. I feel ways. like I'm always incorporating you all the time. Yeah, and I just th- I feel like that's what a friend does. Is like they, wow. you know, and I've I've heard Steve say it about what you say about salmon too. Right. Like ah, he's always trying to hook up his his. Um, you're just a loyal guy. He's a loyal fucking guy. I think that tells me all I need to know about you, honestly. Yeah. When a friend can praise another friend, right? Like honestly, yeah, about them is. Uh, like that speaks levels. Yeah, it's I think bro. that's what I that's what I think. And then yeah. so I'm like taking it back, and I, and like I'm in a space now where I'm trying to hear like compliments without immediately complimenting back to oh, deflect sure. it, sure, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm like, I, I don't that. know, am I supposed to say something is deeply heartfelt, or right. do I just say thank you? I feel the same. So I went with right. the. But then later our conversations turn into and then Sean out of the blue. So he'll send me something like that, yeah. right? And I'll be like, wow, touch and and I'll, you know, and I, I'm like trying to I'm like, do you see this text? I, my wife, right? I'm like, look at this test from Sean. He never <laughs> says that. Yeah. And she's like, that's great, that's great. Yeah. Get, get your fucking tell him to take the other big chairs out of this book. <laughs> right. So then and then and, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he goes, you know what? Dot dot dot. From I don't know why you decided on the ellipses. Why did you decide on the ellipses? Dramatic pause. Yeah. yeah dramatic pause. <laughs> he goes like this. It's supposed to be comedy. You know, he goes. You know what? Dot dot dot. Honeycomb fucked up the roof of your mouth too, and nobody <laughs> talks about that. <laughs> Fucking sandpaper. They didn't care about the kids in the '80s. Out of nowhere. <laughs> right after that heartfelt text. Well, no, no there was a couple oh, of other. Great. But it's just like that's the kind of shit. And then I'll text him, and I'll be like, you know what? 
every room that I'm in and then my wife just enters, the first thing she asks is, have you been farting in here? <laughs> I swear to God. She's always like, have you been farting? And it's no longer even an upset question. It's yeah, more like yeah. a, have you been farting? I'm like, no, it's just a gas leak by the oven. I don't know what the uh-huh, hell is uh-huh. going <laughs> Anyway, with that, Steve, you got anything right. to plug? Supermaxhardware.com. Right, cookies, vibes, burner, burner, soul assassins, uh, soul assassins. Hey, Oscar De La Torre. Listen, let me tell you something. Sonic Santa Monica was going down the toilet until that guy took his leadership position. Yeah. All right. He's cleaning up the streets. Yeah. There's Ooh. no more graft. None of these crooked bent cops and all no. this bullshit. No, he's setting it straight. That's right. Hey, by the way, is it hard to get a hold of your uncle now? Now that he's a big shot over here? Dude, it was always hard to get a hold of my uncle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Has he built for that kind of thing? Oh, he seems yeah. like he seems like a real like a per- people person and constantly busy. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a he's a big ideas guy, you know what I mean? And he's surprisingly growing up with him, it was always, you know, that same like, oh, we'll get together, we'll get together, we'll talk and it's like, where's Oscar? Oh, he's going to run a little bit late. Right. But when it comes down to it, yeah. you know, he's got this big idea, oh, we're going to march on City Hall. There's going to be like 100 people. And like days before, I'm like, have you called any of these guys? Like, are you going to have anybody there? And I show up 30 minutes late being like, all right, you know, at least I showed up. And it's flooded with people. Yeah. I'm like, how did, how did you, were you up last night making calls and paying people to show up? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and it's like that all the time with him. And, and the youth center. Right. They, they, uh, they built a music studio before they had the money to build it. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, you did what? Like, I'm, as a business person, I'm like, how did you plan this out? Did you did you write proposals? They're like, no, nah, we just started building, and then uh, like, and then the money showed up. Right. And I'm like, man, you guys have the best kind of luck. And Oscar really set the precedent with that. And Alex Aldana has been keeping it going and expanding. And and uh, right. Yeah, those guys just have real good organizational skills somehow. Right. Um, because you talk to them, and you're like, yeah, these ideas sound great, but I I as a filmmaker who knows the process right for me i gotta know what the what the map looks like to get there right and for them they just oh yeah i'm gonna do this and then it comes down to it and it's done amazing i'm just i'm it's i'm blown away inspired by it really hey what is the proper term for someone from santa monica is it santa monican what is that santa monacasian playero 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 beachers playero all right so listen if you can vote uh, or if you can stuff ballots, uh, I'm telling you, it's vote for Oscar De La Torre. It's a vote for Santa Monica. It's a vote for freedom on 9-11, for Christ's yeah. sake. God damn it. All right. Anything else? That's it. That's All right. Uh, like we do about this time? Adios, amigos. From the hard luck. From the hard Show. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, that was awesome. That wraps up the last and final episode of the lowrider car show from santa monica pier thank you for riding with us we had a beautiful time and let's not forget to send a shout out to our sponsors pulpo pulpo beard oils.com that's pulpo p-u-l-p-o beard oils.com you can also get to them at pbolife.com big supporters of the show check them out so that wraps it up for us today Join us next week as we get into some more shenanigans. And like we do about this time, adios amigos from the hard luck show. <laughs>